0: This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Ah, you remember that on Saturday mornings? When you had that little box that came out from the old TV and it had, like, a bunch of buttons missing and during the Saturday cartoons? That's the message. It was literally drilled into us every weekend that if you did drugs, your brain would be fried. And it was done so to to scare us. Well, that was then. This is now. And those drugs are now going to be illegal in a matter of hours. And um, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. But Trudeau, you know, in this initial policy, when, when he came up with this policy, which was during one day in B.C. when Justin Trudeau was in a park and he was asked, you know, what would you run on if you were going to be the prime minister? And he said, I'd legalize marijuana. I mean, that that was a pretty big commitment to make back then, not thought out. But, you know, then as they made it into policy, it was sold to Canadians as a way to protect kids. Except the scientists have been pretty clear that brain development continues in a child until they're 25. So it begs the question, you know, why would we allow anybody to be smoking pot under 25? And in Ontario, you've got to be 18, So I guess in Ontario, we're just going to kill seven years of brain development. Quebec, they just increased the age to 21. And that's what struck me so odd because the prime minister came out over the weekend and said, well, that undermines the key aim, which is getting rid of the black market. I thought this was about protecting kids. I mean, sure, we want to get rid of the black market, but we shouldn't be allowing kids to smoke any dope, legal not, period. Or are we making this up as we go along? I want to bring Dr. Abby Goldstein into the conversation. She's an associate professor in applied psychology and human development over at the University of Toronto. Hello there. Hi, Alex. Let's talk truth. What is the fact in the fiction about smoking cannabis? I mean, is there a safe age to smoke it at?
1: Um, Well, I, I mean, I certainly don't think there's necessarily a safe age to smoke it at in terms of thinking about um, the, the way in which individuals smoke cannabis. So, so the issues are really about how people smoke cannabis and that the greatest risk happens with frequent and chronic cannabis use. Um, And as you said before, you know, we know that there is an effect of cannabis use on the developing brain. And, um, you know, we we don't actually know for sure that the brain stops developing at age 25, but we certainly know that the brain continues to develop into into the 20s.
0: Okay, so just to get the clarification of what's what's true and what's not, what is the kind of scientific accepted age for brain development in a young person?
1: Um, well, as I said, I, you know, there's not necessarily a hard cutoff at 25. But so
0: it could actually be longer than that.
1: It, it could, but certainly okay. the, the research points to you know the mid around the mid 20s is when we tend to see that you know that that's kind of you know, when core aspects of brain development have have been are completed. Sure. Okay. So
0: obviously, there's no. Easy that you can't go out and tell a kid. Sure, once you're 25 or whatever, go smoke. You know, marijuana. You'll be just fine because obviously, no amount is a good amount. That's just you know, that's just a fact. But how do you then talk to your kids because they're going to be asking these questions? And so, how do you and what should parents be telling their kids um, about the messaging of of what's about to happen in this country when it comes to marijuana?
1: Right. Well, I mean, th- the truth is, is that you know, experimenting with marijuana is not new. So legalization yep. is, is not, you know, it's not going to change the fact that, you know, many teens and certainly many young adults. So, you know, up to the age of 25 are currently experimenting with marijuana. So right. that's not that's not something that's likely that's not going to change. Um, you know, again, we may see a bit of a, 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 a spike initially because of novelty, but likely that will level off and we'll, we'll continue to see similar rates of marijuana use as to what we see, although, of course, that remains to be seen.
0: Sure. But um, but some will look at, at what happens on the 17th as a license that, well, it's
1: legal, so it's OK. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, I, I again, I think that in general, Canadians have had liberal attitudes towards cannabis, use, which is which is one of the reasons why legalization has been able to go through. Um, and so that's where there, there's unlikely to be much of a shift in terms of the prevalence. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that just because it's, a, you know, our, our ability to say it's illegal was, <clears throat> was really deterring people from using. Those who sort of were curious and wanted to experiment were already experimenting and legal or not legal that that was going to happen.
0: Sure. Okay. So then what's what are we educating and how are we going to educate then young people to say, okay, it's legal now, but it doesn't mean you should be doing it. I mean, what are the what are the actual effects on a brain, developed or not?
1: Right. Well, I mean I think we we certainly need to be clear with young people that cannabis has impacts on the developing brain that it affects the you know the areas of the brain that are associated with very important cognitive tasks so you know attention working memory um you know organization planning things that obviously are, are critical in terms of um you know how, how individuals function so th- that that is important for us to be that's an important message to get across to teens um you know the i think the second sort of particular risk is around using cannabis and driving, and, and I know there's, there's research come, that had come out today, um, you know, further um, identifying this as a concern, and, and I think the research states, that uh, you know, within five hours of driving, people were still impaired after having used cannabis, so I think those two messages in terms of harms are very important, plus it, it is important for people to know that cannabis, like any other drug, can be addictive. Um, and so that messaging does need to come across to teens. Um, but I think we also are at a place where we have an opportunity to talk to teens honestly and non-judgmentally about cannabis use and make sure that are informing them. We're giving them the ability to make good decisions about cannabis use because we know so many teens are experimenting with cannabis. We need to help them make good decisions about uh, cannabis use.
0: Yeah, we're having a little bit of digitization in in the phone, um, so we're going to try to keep you there. Um, So then, okay, your kid comes to you. They want to try weed what would and, and a lot of parents probably don't know i have no like what do you do you don't know i mean you're not an expert in weed what do you do how do you best educate them on what to buy where to
1: buy it right well i'm not sure parents are yes i'm not sure parents are going to be you know pro- providing a lot of education around what to buy and where to buy it necessarily i think you know i i do i still think that parents want to first send a message of the best way to protect yourself from the risks of cannabis as a teenager is not to use cannabis at all. Yeah. However, if you are going to use cannabis, here are some things that you're going to want to consider. And, you know, the important things are, you know, making sure that your team knows how to be safe, you know, and that includes not driving under the influence and not getting into the car with somebody who's under the influence. Um, you know, that they know that um that they can call on you if they do have any concerns about, ha- you know, after having used cannabis, if they're having an, a, a reaction that's concerning to them or they're with somebody who's having a reaction, that they can count on you to be able to help them through that. I think those are important messages to still be giving to teens. And again, I think those are messages we want to give and we ha- I hope we have been giving. But with legalization, there's a greater opportunity to have these open conversations.
0: Sure. And the bottom line is, if you're going to be smoking every day or I mean, the bottom line is it does erase your brain cells. You can't discount that. I don't think anyone can can say it doesn't. And so prolonged use of it eventually can have a a huge impact on someone who's in their 20s and they decide to take this up as a habit.
1: Well, I mean, I think we know for sure that the other piece is, is that early onset use is also, you know, most problematic. So certainly in terms of thinking about the age at which individuals start using cannabis. Yeah. Um, you know, if the earlier they start using, the more likely they are to develop problems associated with their use. So, early What would onset, those be? Are
0: you talking like dementia? Are you talking like they get degenerative brain issues when they're older?
1: Well, not necessarily. I, I mean, to be honest, I, the, one of the issues that you, one of the things that's happened with um, cannabis being illegal is is that it's limited to the extent to which we have a lot of good longitudinal research on the long term cannabis use. So... Uh, with legalization there are many more opportunities to be able to doing the to be able to do the kind of research we need to do to understand better what those long-term effects are going to be um, so you know in in terms of the, that kind of long-term effect we don't know I mean there certainly are effects on as I said attention working memory and executive functioning and those effects have been found um, and so I think it's it's really sort of Again, those effects are most common among those who are using frequent and and heavy and early onset. So that's where prevention messages are particularly important when we're thinking about how we talk with teens.
0: Okay. And just quickly before I let you go, then um, if we don't have the long-term consequences, which I can only imagine what it's going to be like in 50 years from now. Um, if you're older in life and you're looking to pick this up, would you then be opening up yourself to things like brain disease? If you've got a history of dementia or Alzheimer's or kind of degenerate issues in your family, would you then be opening yourself up to that?
1: I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about that, the research. And as I said, I think that that's research that is still unfolding. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of the way in which people typically use cannabis, if we are promoting responsible ways of using cannabis, which means, you know, occasional use, use for leisure, then those kinds of ways of using cannabis are, are the safest ways to use cannabis. Mm. And I think that's sort of what we want to be talking about.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll have to check in in about 70 years and see where we're at. Uh, I do appreciate you jumping in with me. Thank you so much, Dr. Goldstein. Okay. You're welcome. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Yeah. So look, there are a lot of unknowns when it comes to pot. Period. I I think, (laughs) I think what we're going to realize as, you know, as we look into the future is that maybe this wasn't a good thing. Like, how do we know that it's not going to erase all your brain cells and, and, and lead to things like Alzheimer's and dementia? You just don't, we don't know what we don't know. A lot of unknowns that we could one day wake up and really regret this. But nonetheless, I'm taking the route of don't do it under 25. I just, I, I just, you know. And all it. things in
1: moderation, Yeah, don't, including moderation.
0: Don't do it at all. But if you're going to do it, do it in moderation.